Hello and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast where my friends and I have a conversation over geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. We're not experts or an educational podcast. We're just a group of friends who like talking about sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and superhero movies. My name's Everett, and welcome to part two of our Predator series. Uh, last week we did a re-upload of the first Predator movie, um, and um, you can go listen to that if you want to. Uh, this is over Predator 2, of course. There are major spoilers for the movie, as well as uh, minor spoilers for Predator. Um, minor spoilers for Castle Rock, Channel Zero, Aliens, and The Terminator. Major spoilers for 2001 A Space Odyssey and 2010 The Year We Made Contact. But if you jump, jump ahead two and a half minutes after we start talking about that, uh, then it'll just be minor spoilers for those for several more minutes. Other than that, if you really enjoy this podcast, and I really hope you do, uh, you can head over to iTunes and leave us a review and subscribe, as well as uh, you can go to our uh, show notes and click the link to our Patreon and support us there, or go to one of our social media links, or all of them if you want, and uh, follow us. Like us, whatever you do on those things. So, without further ado, let's go join myself, Matt, and Trent for Predator 2. Enjoy the conversation. Up your throat. So yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't listen to your guys's uh, review, updated review of Predator. But Trent, what did you think? Um. So, um, I didn't know anything about Predator as a franchise and as a character slash creature going in. Um. And the type of movie it was wasn't what I was expecting, but I still enjoyed it a good deal. Like, can't say I loved it, but, you know, for what it was. You I know, fucking love that movie. That Sexual Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> you knew that was going to come. There's a lot of charming um, things about it. Oh, and Matt man. made this over here for me. Yeah. That yeah. is my, what wow. I interpret as a sexual Tyrannosaurus. And I, what he is referring to, Everett, is a, what looks like a little white uh, Tyrannosaurus with red lips <laughs> yep uh, and yeah. some little figure and it's got green fingernails and <laughs> so it's like a little joker it wasn't intended that way but it came out that way yeah i was limited to what paints i had right mm-hmm. but yeah so fun movie like nothing i'd be super excited to watch again or oh you break my heart but i mean again it's like i recognize how charming it was but i think you'll be pleased by what i thought of this movie we'll get into what it. about john wick chapter two what did you um, think of that? Enjoyed that much more. Did you watch that this week? <laughs> yeah, well, we watched it. Uh, so that was a situation uh, where the first one was also like, this is really good. You know, there are things about it that you know I really enjoy. But as a whole, like, I can see its flaws very apparently or whatever. Like, it's oh, flaws very interesting. Apparent. You see flaws. Yeah. Did you see flaws in the first one? That's what I was saying, the first one. Oh, okay. I was saying, I'm like, sorry. I misunderstood you. In comparison to the first one, I was like, there Whoops. are flaws. Um but going into the second one, or just like watching the second one, it was basically everything I loved about that movie, like improved. Okay. Uh, Ten skill. Have whatever. you watched Knock Knock? No. You should watch Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves. It's some people like say it's kind of like the horror version of John Wick. Well, he did um, it right around that time. Here's the thing: years ago, I made a solemn vow that I would never touch anything that has Eli Roth's name on it. He did that movie. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he produced it though. He didn't. Direct I think he directed it. it. Really? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I didn't think he did. I thought yeah. he just had his company put it out. Check me. 
but I'm, I'm pretty sure that was the last movie he directed. Um, well, maybe he did the Cannibal one since then. No, Green Inferno was before. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, then, it was and directed then, by Eli Roth. I just realized uh, that. And then this year he's got uh, that uh, fantasy movie coming out. Now that movie, I want to see the house with the uh, clicking, ticking clock. clock in its walls or some oh. shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that looks creepy and awesome. <laughs> it looks Jack so Black. goofy I, though. It like does that. look, well the tra- new trailer looks goofy. Watch the original one. It's kind of scary. Uh, okay. Um, I saw the teaser, the first one, and like I caught part of the other one. I was like, don't want to see it. Yeah, I only saw glimpses because I don't, you know, I'm just sitting in the theater, I have my headphones in, but I'm like catching part bits and pieces. And the only thing that like is in my brain from it is a bunch of uh, lie, living jack-o'-lanterns exploding all over Jack Black's Black. face. Huh. And he turns around with this like, you know, Jack Black look Yeah, with orange goop all over his face. All so right. that's that's what I think of that movie. That's how I see it in my mind. It didn't. It didn't feel like a like a, a Eli Roth film. Yeah, I know. That's the weirdest thing when I saw, or maybe I heard well, it. Knock Knock as well. Like Knock Knock feels like it's uh, Eli Roth is very exploitive, exploitive right. in his shooting and stuff, and grotesque, and mm-hmm. just it's usually he makes what what I feel like are ugly films, torture porn. Yeah. Uh, Knock Knock is anything but. Knock Knock feels like a thriller, like um, more more in line with like something like John Wick or uh, Kill Bill, kind of. Mm. But not the Kill Bill grotesqueness, just the thriller of like we're following a character and the tension just keeps wrapping up hmm. or ramping up. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you might like it, you might not. <laughs> I'm getting antsy, guys. Yeah. Nancy? Um, yeah, I have to talk to Matt. Okay, talk to me. I really have to. It's been on my brain. Well, first, there, there's a few things. I've, we've been off. We took a break this month. Actually, two. We Usually our breaks will like take three weeks off, but this time we took two weeks, came back, did an episode, then did another two weeks. Um, so that was nice, and I saw movies, and in, uh, including I went to see Christopher Robin. Great. Yeah. Fun time. Go see it. Black Klansman. Great. Fun time. Uh, really heavy message. Fun time. Yeah, it's very funny. Really fun. Very funny. Interesting. It's heavy too, but yeah. uh, it's a comedy. Okay. Um, I watched Hell or High Water, one of the t- highest uh, rated movies of 2016. Finally, because if you remember, uh, on one of our episodes, I mentioned uh, that year, uh, New Year's Eve. I rented both Ten Cloverfield Lane and yeah, Hell or High Hell Water. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And forgot was... to return them. To, uh, didn't end up getting to watch Hell or High Water and ended up having both Blu-rays for several days, and so I spent $12 to watch uh, Ten Cloverfield Lane, essentially. But uh, I ended up buying it at some point because it was cheap, and I finally watched it. Great movie. Okay. Possibly in my top 10 of 2016. Okay. R- revisited. Just if you're into modern westerns, check it out. But what I wanted to talk about, Matt. All right. Finally... Sorry to all the nerds that uh, keep hearing me say finally. <laughs> I I I, I was I, I didn't get to see the classics when I was a kid because mm-hmm. I shared a TV with three other siblings and two parents. Finally, chopping away at the top 100 sci-fi list on Rotten Tomatoes, 2001: A Space Odyssey. 
I went to see it with Trent in all right, IMAX. All right, all right. What did you guys think? You had mentioned to me before you weren't sure if I'd like it. I wasn't. You thought mainly I'd have because issue with of it. well, so it's really fucking slow, mm-hmm. um, especially the intro, and then the ending is so. You kind of have to you have to figure it out for yourself. Um, I, and I, some people interpret it one way, other people mm-hmm. interpret it another way. I um, thought it was pretty easy to figure out, honestly. He, he like. I asked him, I was like, so what, you know, what did you take away from that ending? And, and just like explained take? it in a very like matter of fact way. And I was like, Everett, you're a genius. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. I was what like, did you, how did you explain um, it? Well, let's just, spoilers for this very old movie. Which uh, you should she, skip uh, ahead see and not have spoiled. Know, yeah. Two minutes if you want to, listeners, if you uh-huh. don't want 2001 The Space Odyssey spoilers. Um, it seemed pretty obvious to me that the monolith was there to just help humans progress along oh yeah in their cycle and so i was just like oh yeah he's become this next form of humanity at the end mm-hmm. and he's like he can float in space in a bubble so that's <laughs> that's what i took it as and yeah very um, matter of factly but made, also like i didn't quite see it that way i didn't catch like the me. monolith being like kind of there to keep advancing i kind of took all the stuff that you see as like more of dream logic or metaphor when he's in the house with himself growing old yeah, yeah. Well, it, so, okay. So, like you're saying, like, kind of, a, it goes to the next form, right? Mm-hmm. Um, my interpretation was that he essentially was absorbed into whatever God was, and God was that baby in the ball, right? Or in the orb that you see at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, they made a, which there's a book series. Right? right. It's based on a book. They made a film as well. And he is the only one that comes, obviously the only one that comes back. 2010. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of, he's like a specter. He comes in and out and uh, he just, uh, like he just randomly spouts off like my God is full of stars. And it's really weird. Um, but due to his power, I mean, due to his abilities there, you can also kind of figure out like he's something, he's something else. But I always took it as he ascended and became, he was absorbed into whatever the God being was. And that's what happened to all of us. Whatever we died was, we went back there and then repeated the process again. Um, Because Kubrick uh, was also really obsessed and into um, reincarnation. Oh, I just Tra-la-la. thought, didn't you think the baby kind of looked like him though? Cause it had like the same eyes. Oh yeah. No, no. It, I mean, it kind of did, but that's just, that's what I always took away right. from. It. I mean, so my, my Everett's right in line. I, have you read the books then? I read the first one a long time ago, and it is just as fucking bizarre as what you saw in the film. Kind of like it gives you no answers, but later on, like he did like four or five in that series, and he gave answers eventually. Um, but in that first one, it very much ended like what you saw. Wow. Um. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Okay. I think this is the first Kubrick film I've actually seen all the way through because I've only seen, you know, parts of The Shining and um, uh, Clockwork Orange. I could never actually finish. Like, I could did never you, get myself to finish did it. Did you turn it off at the rape scene? No, I actually make it past the rape scene because, you know, I'd seen that in, like, top most controversial horror horror moments or and stuff like mm-hmm. that lists on, like, AFI. Um but no, this one finally saw it all the way through, and I left a review on Letterboxd, five stars, possibly the greatest film I've ever seen. Wow. wow. Better than Jaws. You like that more than Jaws. Um, yeah, I think Jaws is in its own right a masterpiece, but this, it's just so, I don't know. 
it everything about it holds up i think yeah yeah so we need to watch the shining and then we mm-hmm. need to watch the documentary room 237 okay yeah it was in my hulu list for a long time but i'm like i have to watch the movie first and it's i mean it's because of those effects that he developed for 2001 that a lot of people think that he faked the moon landing because i mean right. that, like those still hold up today they look fucking amazing <laughs> mm-hmm. um and especially back then you think about it on our old on a tube tv distorted and stuff that'd be fucking easy um plus cameras in space didn't fucking work back then because of film exposure air and all that shit so none of it makes any fucking sense but i'm not gonna go there so uh, are you gonna go see first man when it comes out? <laughs> fuck no because it's all bullshit um I, here's what i believe i believe we landed on the moon for sure but the footage of us landing on the moon makes no fucking sense and is all bullshit really? we made that up to beat the russians in the race I suppose that is plausible. I, as long as you think we landed on the moon, because I think yeah, no, we totally landed on the moon. (laughs) I believe that. I just don't believe that footage. Right. If I were to air my thoughts a little bit about two thousand one, by all means, I also thought it was a masterpiece and knew nothing going in. In fact, literally all I knew about the movie, and I'm pretty sure Everett is in a similar state of mind, is that it involved some kind of AI that maybe would go like. Yeah, I knew all about how and this. I didn't even know its name, and I, I didn't know anything so the fact that, that we dude. went in like i walked in about six minutes late so like basically i missed a lot of establishing shots apparently uh so i watched in basically whenever the gorillas were getting attacked by like the tigers and stuff like that so i was there you know able to see like the first like kind of fight over the puddle and then the yeah. monolith appearing out of and nowhere the bone and yeah. beating well, the that, other that one. happens in post the, the yeah. monolith appearing uh yeah because when the mo- yeah. when the monolith appears i'm just like huh i was like what's this thing it's because mm-hmm. I had no idea this was what I was getting into. So that whole that whole scene was just so what would you say? So you hadn't even see, seen any of these clips before no. even or any of the parody? No. Like you never I heard like it as parody. Oh. Cuz you re- I'm better Dave. SpongeBob, you know, thing. And I was oh, like, yeah. cuz I never caught on to that when I was younger. But and I hadn't even noticed uh when we were watching the Dawn of Man scene and they're interacting with the monolith. I'm like, this feels really familiar even though I didn't really know about the Dawn of the Man part of the movie right like it just felt so familiar and then i realized on the drive home it's because it's in willy wonka and the chocolate factory like he sends the chocolate bar to oh, that scene yeah, and they're yeah. all interacting with it yeah that's yeah. really funny i think my favorite thing about the movie is how amazing its music is uh both just like the licensed orchestra or uh classical music and the original stuff oh yeah so you didn't know the theme was from that movie no, I knew interesting nothing. So yeah, it was but the theme wasn't from that movie necessarily. Like that theme existed. Oh yeah. Oh okay. It was. Just... I always thought it was the 2001 theme. No, it was. It existed yeah. as a piece of music, and then it was just. Repurposed. Yeah, it seemed like a lot of the music hmm. was just you know licensed. Uh, it was that movie stuff. did not have it had a. Um... It was the a cappella choir stuff with the the monolith. Was no, that, that that was original because that was amazing too. So yeah. that alone would make me think this music is incredible. Uh, so yeah, great movie. Loved it. Masterpiece. I'm IMAX volume or sound was <laughs> painful and painful at parts. Like yeah. when the monolith the... is ringing on the moon. Oh, it was like <laughs> I I could imagine like people like, yeah, people yeah. walking by the door were probably like, "Is there a fire in there?" <laughs> yeah, because it was yeah. loud. It was painful, but I mean, it was immersive in that sense. So yeah. that Arthur C. Clarke's the guy who wrote it, and like that's his view on how mankind progressed. Like that's that's what uh, he believes. Wow. It's like there was some kind of Hmm. some kind of something that mm. kicked us forward a little bit what did you guys think of those ape suits 
They were fantastic. Like, they look better than Planet of the fucking Apes than they were before Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. This is 64. Something like the sixty. I thought it came, they shot in sixty six, and I think it came out in sixty eight. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So actually, that's the same year, right? Sixty eight was Planet of the Apes. So yeah, I mean, it was sixty eight, but it was that makes sense. Well, Planet of the Apes had a tiny budget too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but I'd say this as uh, two thousand one will probably go down history as one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's just it was such an incredible experience watching it, not knowing anything, uh, though. Uh, during the intermission, <laughs> I looked it up on a Flickster, and the summary spoiled a slight bit about it and the fact that it would later involve some form of time travel, like going into the future. So it's like, well, crap, I didn't want to know that. So, Oh, they included the intermission? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We needed a break, you know? We needed a- <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it was like so. getting to that point, and I'm like, boy, I hope there's an intermission in this, because I'm going to have to pee. Huh. Yeah, because um, I've not... I like I've always I read that that was in the releases, or like the original stuff but i don't believe the blu-ray has it like i don't recall mm-hmm. my copy having the intermission hmm. yeah it um, was nice that surprised me so controversial opinion is my my favorite kubrick film and what i believe kubrick's best film and most mysterious film and if you want to pee, like pull it and rip it apart the one to really get into is uh eyes wide shut Oh yeah, I have seen part of that. I watched like the first thirty minutes once when I was e- too young to watch it. Yeah, that's that's a really good and really weird film, kind of like what two thousand one has going on. Like it's got some, it's actually got some moments that are almost mirror images of one another, but they play hmm. out very differently. Right, because it's a different world. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I love Nicole Kidman. And when did I've got White Chuck come out? Nineteen ninety six gotten more respect for tom cruise after going through the mission impossible movies mm-hmm. i thought you were gonna say the mummy oh yeah that too <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> beware headphone users <laughs> okay so i i watched a whole lot i've been lost in castle rock on hulu which is stephen king it's a stephen king world yeah okay. is that a new thing it's a new series but the world exists in the books. It's existed in the books for a long time. It's not far away from Derry, right? It's really... I don't want... Are you ever going to watch it? Probably not. Okay. Well, then I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. A little spoilies. The guy who plays Pennywise in It. Oh, yeah. I saw him in some of the screenshots. So he's in it. And he showed up, right? Mm-hmm. And then he disappeared for 27 years and now he's back. And there's a theory... That what if this guy is like another like not Pennywise per se, but like maybe he's Bob Gray, the original. Hmm. You know what I mean, or something like that. Um, oh yeah, that makes sense. Because Castle Rock isn't a Stephen King story, but it uses Stephen King characters and settings. Like there's like Jerusalem, Jerusalem's Lot shows up, oh. which is Salem's Lot, mm-hmm. um, and and like Alan Pengborn who is in, uh, if you've seen the movies, he's in Needful Things and The Dark Half. He's a sheriff. So it's really interesting. And if you like Stephen King, I highly recommend it. I've also been watching Channel Zero. And if you ever wanted to have fucking nightmares, this is the scariest TV show to go watch. There is this fucking creature that crawls out of the woods and it's made of pure fucking teeth. And it, like, <laughs> it like contorts and shit as it's... As it, as it's uh, it's like a contortionist as it moves and shit. So it's like really jerky. Is it good effects? 
It's a practical suit. All really? the effects in the in the show, aside from fire, are practical effects. Huh. They're really cool to see. It's all done in Canada. Um, but the story is is that there is uh, there's a group of kids and they're all talking like, "Hey, do you guys remember this old show we used to watch called Candle Cove?" And it's an anthology series, by the way. So the first series is Candle Cove. And they they all kind of remember it, but none of the parents do. And the you eventually find out the kids were just looking at a blank screen. But there was this fucking puppet show that looks like something creepy out of Mr. Rogers. Hmm. Okay? Like, it looks like his little his little world that the train would travel to. Mm-hmm. It looks kind of like the that. The land of make-believe. Yeah, the land of make-believe. Kind of looks like that. Um but then, like, back years ago, whenever these kids were watching it, other kids would go missing and, like, their teeth would be gone. Oh I mean, God. it's fucking weird and, like, the sound design is amazing. And I watch it. When I watch it, I go watch it in my studio because my sound setup is so much better than what I have set up for my TV. And, like, you can just feel it all moving around you. It's amazing. What network put this up? Sci-fi. You can watch it oh. on Shutter though. So I've been, oh, yeah. yeah. So I've been lost in that. Um, Is that newer, older? Uh, it's newer, like past two years. Wow. Um, it just finally hit streaming, and you can only get a Blu-ray from the UK. Um, Shutter is available pretty easily, though. Yeah, especially if you have like Verve. Like I paid like the ten dollars a month, and I get like all this crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and what's I mean, it called? Channel Zero. So those are those are the TV series I've been mainly watching. But I did watch two movies. I watched Dude Bro Massacre Party, <laughs> Dude Bro Party Massacre Three. My dear, fr- with my dear friend Cece, who who and I, like we team up and we watch the most weird, bizarre shit. Okay, and like it starts out with like um like a star wars style scroll and it tells you like how this film was they were all banned by ronald reagan um (laughs) and some teen was up at 4 a.m in the morning and just happened to record what you're about to see kind of thing right um what is that what is that the train oh it's a train okay (laughs) i was like that looked really weird (laughs) a supernatural (laughs) yeah um so uh Every moment we turned, it was what the fuck and what movie did we just fall into? It's made to be shot on like shitty VHS, so it's got a lot of weird jump cuts. Occasionally, there's the commercial that cuts in for the random infomercial. <laughs> it's it's an experience to watch with a group, and it's fun in that setting. As a movie on its own, it's not for what it is. For what they went out for, they accomplished the goal. Is it a good movie? No. Is it a fun experience? Yes. Am I having deja vu right now? Or have you talked about this before? I've talked about it before, but I didn't get okay. through it. I didn't okay. get through it. Um, like, I started it, and then I had to stop. And, like, yeah. So we teamed up. We watched that. And then and then I watched a really fun, like, lighthearted movie that had that – was, it was touching. And it was Captain Underpants. Oh, yeah. Oh, I watched that recently, too. What did you think? It was amazing. And then somebody, like – where was I? I was at Whole Foods. Somebody snapped their fingers and I was like, tra la la. <laughs> <laughs> and like their kid got it, but the parent didn't even wow. look over. Would it like, do you think it'd make your revisionist 2017 list? Um, probably. And the movie, I like the CGI a lot. It is like, really good. It's really good. And the lighting, especially on Krupp. It's fucking creepy. Oh, like okay. as at the beginning, how they like everything's lit from like the bottom up, mm-hmm. and he just has like a spooky face at all times. Yeah, Did specifically you, like when you say the lighting, when I 
it coming to my mind is uh, Professor Poopy Pants, uh, like giant toilet mm-hmm. creature, like inside his his the inside all the lights and stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. It does. I found issue with the pacing. Did you have any issue with that? Where you felt like almost it was too long, even though it's only like an hour and twenty minutes. No, really? uh, I found I, that's like second act to be maybe a little bit of a drag. No, it it felt it was um. It was a lot like what I recall the books being. Like yeah. it was all over the place, and like you like it was constantly taking left turns when you expected right turns, and I loved it. Like it was a lot of fun. Like it was, fun. it was over, and I was like, I want more. And then there's a Netflix series, and they give you more. Really? Yeah. So yeah. did you check it out? Is this show yeah? It's actual? a lot of fun. It's wow. a lot of fun. Um, I imagine the animations taking a in the animations. So it's mainly flash animation, but then they cut oh, away. Wow. They do the puppets, and then they do they still hmm. do the flipogram stuff, and occasionally they'll do a CGI scene. Wow! But I it's all, it's very that. mixed media. Interesting. Yeah. Well, check it out. That's I cool. liked the movie. I didn't think the t- timing was weird. Or the no, maybe I, it was just like the mood I was in when I watched it. Because like I watched three movies that day. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> I've seen long movies uh, or sh- shorter movies that felt long, much like uh, Predator Two. Nah, there's a segue. Because wow. this movie, if like it did I was, they stretch out the end on that yeah. thing. Really? It, well, I oh, so man. so we have the callback to the last movie where he's about to say Dutch's line. I'm like, no, yeah, stop, I heard that. please, <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare. What line is that? Please, uh, <laughs> you're one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> and, um, but then he stops him, and then he <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and <his> stupid voice. <laughs> like, did they learn this from Dutch, and that's why they're well? Okay, they're, so there's some reasoning here. There is some stuff. <laughs> but here. see, I thought that was gonna he's gonna shoot it in the face right there. Yeah, but uh, no, no, no. Then it goes no. for another like twenty, 20 minutes. minutes. So. Does anybody have any memories of this movie or past experiences? No, yeah. No, so like, I didn't even know it existed. Uh, it's been two years since we recorded the last <laughs> the Predator podcast, right. which we re-released last week, and me and intro or me and intro, <laughs> me and Trent did a new intro for it, um, and listeners can listen to that. But um, I mentioned on that I had seen parts of that movie, like mm-hmm. the last thirty minutes or so, when I was younger. But this one, I. I've watching it. I've never seen a single uh, frame from this movie. Okay, so my experience with this movie is it, it was perfect. Today was perfect. It was really odd, oddly perfect. Um, my experience with this movie is I was younger. I was like probably like seven. There was this really special series about uh, or like story going on in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, right? And it was so special that they were airing it at nighttime, like during prime time. You could go watch it. And so my parents let me go watch it in their room because they had a TV there and they were watching their stuff downstairs. I think it may have been like Oscars or some some shit. It was an award show. I remember it being an award show. So I watch Power Rangers and it's over and I'm like, well, like they're still down there and I have nothing to do. So I just start flipping through channels. I flip through the channels and I land on Predator 2. And the moment I land on Predator 2... Is with the is with the guys going through the fucking meat locker, hmm. like where I walked in tonight, <laughs> and I was like, right. "This is weird." Yeah, weird. <laughs> and that like that was my first introduction to Predator, and um, I watched that whole like I watched the rest of the movie, and I was like, "I don't know what this is, but I need more of it." Like I like it, I like it a lot, and I had discovered Alien at this point, and I liked Aliens. I'd only seen the first two at this at this time, so. Predator 2, uh, I eventually figured out what it was, and I didn't get to see it first. I uh, I had to see Predator, 
because my video store, for some reason, they only had they had one copy, one VHS, and it just took forever to come back. But I watched it, and I have a soft spot in this. I actually like the second one more than I do the first one. Um, oh, but <laughs> but it's I think it's because I saw it first, and it's also like I I don't know. As a kid, it feels so. It feels like a comic book come to life, and that's because it's heavily based off a comic book called Concrete Jungle, where a predator comes to in the comic book it's new york and he's hunting the brother of dutch the right? twin brother the twin brother of dutch and it was really cool they lift scenes straight from that comic book and put them in this movie like it feels like a comic book to me we don't have arnold back because of a pay dispute right and same thing with the original director john McTiernan. they decided they were going to go do last action hero instead in opinions vary on that i happen to like that movie a lot mm-hmm. but he was going to be so they renamed the arnold character he just became peter keys that was going to be arnold in this movie he was going to die wow. and he because he was going to die like that and because he was going to kind of have this whole ptsd thing going on he wanted more money but they wouldn't give it to him so yeah there's that uh but it was always going to be danny glover as the lead as the our lead role um mike harrigan Bill Paxton is in this movie. Oh, yeah. He's the only man to ever be killed by a Terminator, an alien, and Predator. Fun fact for you. <laughs> in that order. Yeah, 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 in that order. I didn't mean to do it that way, but yeah, <laughs> in that order. So, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. I love, I thought, okay, Predator in the Jungle is interesting. It's really interesting, but I feel like it's limiting. You have a whole city full of people and a whole bunch of different environments that he can blend with and use, and like he could literally come out of any alleyway. I, I don't know. Like it just this, feels this silly setting, to this me. setting to me is so much better than a fucking jungle. Like oh, jo- I, when we start, it just I guess the jungle makes more sense to me because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I, nobody can see him, but in here in the city, I'm like, how does nobody notice him at like every <laughs> moment? I mean, he's clearly there. It looks weird, but mm. he's clearly there. <laughs> so I'm just like, he, he must be like, he's not like jumping off buildings all through the movie because he's in the, he, he's at the, the, the grave site. Oh yeah. He's in the tree. And, and then he gets to the subway so he must have been like running just or sprinting through the park at one point uh yeah and that's kind of what i would imagine and how so uh, they tell you this and this was in the this was going to be in the script there's going to be a whole moment where anna came back uh from the first one and instead of that you kind of just see and she shot she actually shot scenes um but in the movie all you see is just her image on like a police video if you're paying close attention Mm. it's in keys um, one of his offices areas. So there's that. Uh, the deal was is that they were initially going to be coming back because they were trying to draw Dutch out. That's why the Predators were going to come back. Okay. For revenge. Essentially for revenge. It was going to be a revenge film. They, all the stuff that a Predator sees, the Biomask re- records and sends back to home base. Wow, that's, that's how the signal, right? Uh, especially <laughs> for like 1989. Um, mm-hmm. That's how, like, that's how they knew the line, "Bad motherfucker," or like one ugly motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like that's how they knew that. Um, 
And so if that's if that little bit of information had been in here, it would have made more sense. But that's why there's a whole clan of them is because this is the Lost Tribe. And the Lost Tribe, um, they track down all any and all prey that get away. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more information on them on like the NECA figures they put out and stuff like that where they actually get they've gotten the writers and whatnot uh, to go back and write bios for or they've gotten the character sheets whenever they made the film and kind of looked at that bible to to put on these things. Now I've said that I, pre- I definitely prefer the first one. I think this movie is possibly the worst movie i've seen this year <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute wait a, really the I, worst okay jaws 3d is 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 close we did watch but i jaws think i 3D. have yeah. more fun with jaws 3d really? just because it's a lot even it's it's worse I feel like we okay it's a, it's a worse movie i think jaws 3d is well it's hard to say i guess they're both the both the issue they they both have is they're both bad movies that take themselves too seriously mm-hmm I, Jaws 3D might take itself more seriously. Though. I think Jaws 3 takes itself way more seriously. Um, but this movie, the problem I have with so many movies of the 90s is they feel like they're trying to be so dark and serious and of the time, like, you know, referencing gang violence and stuff. But at the same time, it's so over the top and ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like, when at the and beginning, when a dude sniffs, like, El Scorpio, like, sniffs that <laughs> fucking cocaine, yeah. he's like, Wah! It's so ridiculous. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just, and I think the first one's just a super fun time it is a fun time and um, it's a it's a more brisk pace but i like mm-hmm. the mythology we get here i like the extended oh, stuff this like, is a matt thing yeah I this see. is a matt thing and you this is why see, matt it's a matt thing yeah, but I, I haven't said anything yeah it will see and i knew stuff about this because you explained a lot on the mm-hmm. predator podcast um so when we get to the opening i know what's coming and trent was like oh familiar setting because we're going through the jungle at first <laughs> yeah, and i'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just looked at him yeah. and then it's just the city los like, angeles yeah i was like oh they so tricked yeah, you they tricked me yeah so i haven't said much because i was agreeing with pretty much everything that matt was saying no wow. you really like yeah. this one okay i i'm I, I don't really understand why you don't like it uh or why you would say it's the worst movie you've seen this year i really liked it to the point where yeah i definitely put it above the first one for me the first one the jungle environment bored me yeah. Like I for some reason like that sterile setting and like the, that style of like militia character just does not interest me at all. No, it's just it's super macho of yeah. the times. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. But the predator's cool. So, you know, leaving that, I'm like, okay, there's some cool stuff there. That final bit with between you know, Arnold versus the Predator was pretty cool. Yeah. But going into this one, you know, I was like, Oh, a city. That's pretty interesting. And then it's like, Oh, you have this whole gang violence thing. Yeah, it's ridiculous, but it's like, okay, Let's see where this goes. But that was the thing oh, yeah. in the 90s was like gang violence was like yeah. a hot topic. The crime politics bored me so much. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. about. I, I was uh, Thanos in Guardians. Your politics bore me, boy. <laughs> Which uh, me and Trent saw today yeah. in IMAX. We forgot yeah, to mention that. Because oh, really? they're showing yeah. all the Marvel movies right now ah, in IMAX. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I went ahead and signed up for the AMC A-list yeah. thing to go see some. Where did that line come from? Your politics bore me, boy. Where was that? What was uh, that? There's, he's talking to uh, Ronan? Ronan on his floating oh, rock in space. You call me boy. That's right. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, but I 
it's weird that you pretty much just expressed the exact same points that I thought I was going to say is that, yeah, the city to me is just a much more interesting atmosphere and like setting it both in the sense that like the set pieces are more diverse and like creative because like I, the subway comes to mind is like a really cool, like, like, well, maybe scenario. you're just not like as, uh, familiar with nineties action not. cinema. I'm not. Cause this feels like, every other 90s really? action movie to me they're also they're all urban um mm. the subway scene i've seen in so many movies and i was uh, this was the one thing i was like he he why did how did he he must have a like a fast travel like device right to where he can bloop because he goes <laughs> right he goes <laughs> he goes from from uh where where mike was all the way to bill paxton's paxton's character like that. Well, does so he like, have a tracker on him too? Well, the the, the so, so the the ship does carry like a smaller version of itself, mm, like, like a motorbike. It's kind of <laughs> like that. It's kind of like that, but it, um, it's called like the blade, the bl- uh, blade knife, or there's a fucking term for it. I forget what it's actually called, but there is one of those <laughs> things. So maybe that's how. I don't know. That's stretching too because they don't ever show it. But they when they made toys, it was a fucking toy. <laughs> But yeah, for some reason, like I associate my viewing of the first Predator as like kind of me being like, okay, it's like this is feeling kind of boring compared to the other movies I've seen recently. I know you love it still, but yeah, I still I enjoy do. it. I do, but see how he like how you're talking about like it feels. So this is early '90s. This mm-hmm. is before like you know what I mean. Like this did a lot of things that other movies would copy mm-hmm. in the '90s because this is 1992. Um, I felt like Predator, like especially where they raid that fucking camp, yeah. was ripped out of any other Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Mm. See, that's the thing is I'm more familiar with the 90s because all those movies when I was growing up, especially in the early 2000s, all those movies were on daytime uh, television on oh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we didn't have cable, so that's what I was forced to watch is all these, you know, the... <laughs> Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, yeah, uh, Eraser, yeah. <laughs> a Hunt for Red October. All those movies yeah. were on yeah. constantly. And you bring up the the whole raid of that camp or whatever. Like that scene, I remember watching it. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. This, it, <laughs> what have me, I got myself? For me, it was a little distasteful. Uh, watching this, you know, I thought it it had more fun with itself. I mean, oh. the granny getting her broomstick alone, like that scene. Yeah, I know. There was a was lot of really like bits charming. of comedy I feel in like here. I, that's the only part I noticed that felt like it but was I mean, intentionally even just like, funny. I don't know. I thought it, I could tell there was like a little tongue in cheek. I did laugh around. a lot during this movie, but I felt like most of the times I laughed, I wasn't supposed to. I didn't you know, like laugh. It, like, well, no, like, so we were beginning the movie uh, and, and Danny Glover. Um, goes over back to his car and he's like going through his guns and he goes too small <laughs> and he grabs a secret gun from the top yeah. of, of his door his hatch that was that was That's, great that, that, was, that definitely got me but, there, but there was lots of moments like that like yeah. the predator knocking down <laughs> busting through the door <laughs> at, in just, the apartment just running out the hall <laughs> that door just <laughs> came down <laughs> so easily well you gotta remember back then the walls were paper thin <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah no total I, I get that I get that I just I enjoy the care so the characters in predator the original are more memorable to me Mm-hmm. All the individual mercs right. are more memorable, but here, all the story is more memorable. 
Because I could tell you the story of Predator in like three sentences, like not maybe maybe not even three sentences. <laughs> a run on crew, crew, Just... crew invades camp, destroys camp, then is hunted by crazy beast from space. Then one lone survivor fights crazy beast from space near a fucking river explosion and like yeah. man survives. I feel like, but here I feel like it's a lot more. There's a lot more going on. It's a lot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. like the grave scene. I don't know what it was, but that that scene always creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> the graveside scene. I don't know. Yeah, that's what something interesting too. Like I know we they establish in the first one, like he doesn't go after Anna because it's it's not a good hunt. Like there's mm-hmm. there's no challenge is what it was that Dutch says. I she's think she's easy prey. Um, yeah. Whereas he wants he wants kind of a fight. Hmm? But she's yeah, pregnant. I don't no. think she was. Wait, what? No, oh, we're talking about the short-haired uh, first movie. Oh, okay, sorry. No, yeah, I would, I'm getting to. It spins most of the damn movie right. Yeah, no. Yeah, so he doesn't go after her because she's um yeah too easy prey. But in this one, yeah, he has rules because mm-hmm. like the kid has a gun and he's like, ah, oh, you're just a kid. I ain't gonna go after you. And then she won't kill her because she's pregnant. And see, and that also goes back to what they're initially, like, they initially were, but they don't explain this Lost Tribe thing that hunt the ones that get away. So, hmm. it doesn't explain that, but, like, that whole tribe has its own code. We're here for a reason. We're trying to draw this person out. We're trying to find this person. That's who we want. After we get them, we go on. Um, but I, that's why you, there's the big trophy room as mm. well in the, like, all those all those skulls aren't just random skulls. They're all people that mm. got away and then they came back and got later. There's something I really like about these predator creatures is that they're not just, like, bloodlusting monsters. The fact that they, you know, don't just kill children and pregnant women. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's nice. I was like, I'm glad they didn't go in that direction where it would have been terrible if... Yeah. Yeah, you know, something like that. It would have happened. So it just feels weird because you're not. You don't really n- normally hear that code with like hunters. But I mean, it's like the first one. It feels like it's so like, hey, yeah, you guys do this. So do these guys. Makes sense, mm-hmm. right? I don't know though, but for me that makes them more interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess I because I th- I've always thought like the predator was a cool character, not just a monster. So like yeah. the fact that they actually have some level of not so much humanity, but it, like I don't know. We got. I can't wait to get to the others with you. Um, so, <laughs> so this was also like the comic was set in New York. It was moved to LA for budget reasons, and it's easy to film in LA whenever that's where all the studios are and backlots and things like that. Um, what did you guys think about the introduction to the Predator? The kind of like he comes down through the glass, but you don't even you don't have a big clue of what's going on. I thought, well, what immediately came to mind was like, oh, I'm glad he's getting more involved earlier. Because it felt like the first movie took a pretty good while before he... Yeah, about 30 minutes. Yeah, before he started getting more involved in That's stuff. That's what I like about the first one. I, thought it was I, I don't like uh, seeing the creature a ton. Like, it's just... It I do. Too. It's a beautiful design. I think, I guess it's this, the the horror, thrill, mystery thing that I like in you, movies. You know and what? So. You should go watch Man-Thing. <laughs> the Marvel movie Man Thing that has like a seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Let me tell you about Man <laughs> Thing. You you like that shit where like you don't see anything? Well, let me tell you, Man Thing. You see like a hand here, <laughs> a leg there, maybe part of a shadow over here, and then literally he shows up on screen as Man Thing. This creature, this comic book character that we know and like we've seen and. 
people do love, you see him on screen for less than 10 seconds. Oh, sorry, 17%. Less than 10 seconds, and then that's it. And then that's that's it. That is all you see of Man-Thing, and most of the movie, he just spins watching people. Wow. It's fucking terrible. I love the trailer. I remember when it was coming out, and I was really excited for it, um, because I was like, ooh, a horror movie by Marvel? That's awesome. It looks cool. Um, The trailer looked cool, but... It was fucking horrible. Wow. So you don't like... Because I hear that a lot sometimes from, like, critics... In horror movies, and I think this does hold true in some situations where, like, not seeing the monster makes it scarier. I and I feel like that works in some settings, yeah. but here I don't feel like this is a traditional monster. No, so I feel not, like, yeah. like if you're talking about like Rawhead Rex from like the '80s, right, which was this really weird creature that would come out, murder ran a whole fucking town and things. Like, yes, show him piece by piece. That makes more sense. But if your creature is more of a hunter yeah, and, like, yeah. he's not just murdering everybody, like, for random reasons, like, there's a, you know, there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. I want to see him because this is a warrior. This isn't a monster. Right. Yeah. This is I, a character. I just like the way the Predators were handled better in this movie. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, again, they didn't feel like just, like, some random alien that's just killing humanity for the sake of it. Like, yeah. Like, we're going to eventually get to Hellraiser Everett, and, like, they show Pinhead in all of his fucking glory, and they're not shy about it, and it's amazing. But if they had just shown Pinhead, like, piece by piece, it wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense, because, like, he's so much of a character. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I just don't think... I guess I just don't think of the Predator that way, because he's a hunter, and hunters are supposed to stay hidden from their their prey. Well, they they do, unless you have shoddy optical effects. (laughs) No. Yeah. Right. So ultimately, I enjoyed this. I think exponentially more than the first one. Good. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You win forty-three percent of audiences and twenty-three percent of critics. I so don't know. I mean, you're a hipster. It was very much panned whenever it came out. Which there was going to be another. There was going to be a third one where uh, they had gotten. They had talking to. Ar- they had talked to Arnold, and they were going to bring Arnold back um, to do it. And he was going to team up with Danny Glover's character here. And then this, the guy, the guy that was working with Keys was going to be in it, and that I think he was going to be later be revealed to be like his son or something, or his son was going to come into play somehow, right? Mm-hmm. But after critics hated this, like they said no more. So Danny Glover went and did uh, Lethal Weapon Four. Arnold Schwarzenegger did Batman and Robin. Ooh. So I'm curious what the, is the next one called? Predators. Predators, like Alien and Aliens. Okay, yeah. Uh, so it goes in a totally different direction. Well, it is a sequel to this. It is a sequel to this. It goes in a different direction, but at the same time, it maintains maintains this. Yeah, you know, That's you don't have to spoil it, but I was assuming the ending. Danny Glover looks at the gun like, "Oh, don't worry, but asshole, you'll get another chance." So I was <laughs> like, "I wonder if that guy in the helicopter is going to be in charge of the next mission." If he's still acting, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so you should tell me. Does it are the do the movies continue to be good? <laughs> so the Predator. Okay, so the Alien timeline and the Predator timeline are they like it's kind of like choose your own adventure, right? So if I'm gonna walk you through it all, right, it's gonna be like one timeline is uh, pre- Predator, then Predator Two, then. Alien versus Predator, then Alien versus Predator 2, then Predators, then Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, Alien Resurrection, right? Um, Wait, are they all in the same universe? Is that what you're implying? Did Depends. you not see the Alien Skull? 
Oh. Yeah, they're in the same world. By the predator uh, standards. Like in the actual, like the alien canon has disavowed the predator in their universe, but that's why we're doing the alien versus predator in this series instead of the alien series. Is because alien versus predator is still canon in this series. So, and the so without you take away the alien movies, it's Predator one and two, then AVP one and two, and then Predators is the timeline, and then the newest film, The Predator. Hmm. So but, yeah, they're in the same timeline, and I think uh, I think you I think you will absolutely love Alien versus Predator if you liked this. <laughs> If you did not like this, you will probably just be like, what are we doing, Matt? What are we doing here? <laughs> However, I don't know if either of you will like um, AVP2 uh, and because like, I am also not the biggest fan of AVP2. It's fun. It's a monster mash, but it's kind of, uh, it's very mean-spirited. I realize it's super like uber-violent. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Um, we'll get there. Okay. So Predators is a lot of fun, too. I, there's a lot of fun in Predators, which Eli Roth had a hand in. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I can't see it. Well, you know, his buddy Robert Rodriguez was the one who made it. Oh, I love Robert Rodriguez. So, yeah. Uh, there's one, I believe, if I remember right, I'll have, to do, I'll have to do a little bit more research, but if I remember right, there's one scene in Predators that Eli Roth actually shot. Hmm. The director's name is Nimrod? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a but real it's name? not. It's, it's not, not pronounced that way. It's not pronounced that way. Okay, it's yeah. I said there's an the accent around the uh, yeah. or above the O. Yeah. Is it Nimrod? I'm not sure. Nimrod. That's what I'm gonna get. <laughs> Still sounds like Nimrod. So what did you? Okay, right, where where did your problems begin with this movie? I've it's already okay. said everything. I just don't. It feels so. What were your notes? The actual Predator movie doesn't feel necessarily dated to me. Um, like it feels like, it, you know, it feels like a still fun action movie. This one feels so 90s to me. Um, and it's so cheesy at moments, so overbearingly violent and gory. I didn't think the and violence was that bad. Really? Yeah. I thought, if anything, ah! I thought the first one was grosser. Really? Yeah. The first one doesn't show like anybody's. It, it, any time it shows I guess like the brain getting splattered on the camera is kind of bad. Yeah, I thought that was a gross yeah. scene. Oh yeah, yeah, that's probably one of the worst scenes. But yeah. I guess it's just to me, it just looks like it's Evil Dead gore to me, which is not real. So what here realistic got you? looking? It wasn't so much like you <laughs> as like why like Key's death, which like he that actually got me. I was like. That he died pretty easily, and then what a twist! He's back only to die like two seconds later, and <laughs> his funny. body just gets cut in half. No, his legs, his head, his head yeah, is his what head. got cut. Totally, yeah, yeah. Th- those weren't his legs that fell down. No, it was just like you couldn't see his, his whole head because it was covered by the meat. So you just like see like the blood come down from where his head would be, uh, okay. and then he falls over. I- I'm I'm questioning that because it looked like his it was just his legs fell down. I was like. Where's his torso? Nothing else spo- fell down. There was supposed to be a moment where you see the head rolling, and I'm pretty sure it's on the DVD, but they had to cut it because they were going to give him an NC-17. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. I was like, that makes no sense. Yeah, it was just like just such ridiculous over-the-top violence like that, and the guy... Um, Willie's head being carried, which, by the way... King Willie, when he's <laughs> screaming... Ah! King Willie... 
are the Thomas brothers who wrote this and the director are 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 they all white? Because please tell me they're not all white. Because King Willie was one of the most offensive characters I've ever seen on screen, and everything about him was so fake. His his accent, his hair, his uh, teeth. It was so over the top and offensive. I and agree. the car with the smoke coming out of it. Okay, no, I've I was seen like, that. I've dear seen that in real God. Life. So. Uh, you were. Let's see. <laughs> I was. They cast an African American lead though. That's pretty cool. That was cool. Yeah, he I was, was hot at the time because you know, of *Lethal uh, Weapon*. So they are both white. Oh boy. And they also went on to write fucking *Wild Wild West*. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean, we knew that was an offensive stereotype back before this movie because Zemeckis references it in back to the future yeah but at the time we're playing on fears of the public with the gang violence and the drug lords and stuff like that the drug lords that we're moving in <laughs> shouldn't from... you portray it in a good light them in a good light then <laughs> uh, i mean yes and no like we it was a big fear at the time like the war on drugs in the early 90s was a super big thing you know what i yeah. mean um you couldn't go anywhere without seeing like a dare shirt for instance all right and they were afraid. They were afraid of these gangs and these drugs moving in. And this was an easy tie-in to make the film feel relevant and feel like it was happening in present-day L.A. Wow. So seriously, I thought I was like, man, this is some alternate reality stuff. Because where, where in the world are there? You got to remember, we didn't have the, we didn't have the internet like we do now. Like yeah. the internet that we know now didn't come around to like ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety nine. Back in nineteen ninety two, like. You had to have like a super high-end computer to even possibly have internet. And at best, it was dial-up, which meant like any page you wanted to see, you better really want to see it because it's going to take about 10 minutes to load. Hmm. It, so were people not being as informed about this stuff? I, exactly. I people were not informed. Like like it was all – it was almost hearsay. It was like the the like – 14 killed on the in the war on drugs today and it would be as vague as that but that would be the headline that's how the clintons got the war on drugs really Um, enforced i mean this is all before my time so Mm -hmm. uh Um, that's not so yeah my only other major complaint is i love dutch i think he's such a likable character and like he's so so like chill and quiet and all that i hate mike he is really so annoying he keeps just like i mean i'm i, I I'm, a, I'm a punk rock kid i like you know fighting the system and all that but i don't talk to my boss that way <laughs> and he just keeps like going against the grain and like he goes down against uh keys and just throws them up against the wall i'm like what are you doing this mm-hmm. doesn't i don't understand his motive like he just seems like a complete wild man to me well, so he was going to originally have this whole PTSD thing as well. Oh. And you were going to find out he was part of a squad. You know the squad that went in first uh, in Predator, right? Mm-hmm. He was going to be a part of that squad. But for some reason, like, he parachuted to the wrong area. Or there was there was some reason why he wasn't, ve- why he wasn't there. But he had this, like, crazy guilt from everybody being killed. Gotcha. Wow. Um, mm. I still liked him. I mean, all the stuff that I'm talking about is all just stuff that like I pulled off like various like magazines and shit like that. So like 
take it with a grain of salt a little bit because I have a bunch of old magazines like Wizard and shit like that with all these Predator and Predator 2 interviews and stuff. And that's what I've yeah, been no, digging. That's what that's, I've been digging through recently. That holds as much water as a fan theory to me because it's not in the actual movie. It's not in the actual movie. It's But um, but I mean, like there were talks of like what this and that was going to be because of how Predator 2 was considered a failure and Predator 3 wasn't able to get off the ground because of it, it became a hot topic to talk about in 1997 whenever Batman and Robin went into production. So how, why was this? What did critics not like about this movie? I still don't really understand what the... Because to me, it, like, it seems like a well-made movie. Like, sure, the finale maybe is a little long, but like... It's, it's well-made. They just, like, too much violence. Like, emphasis on the... Vi- like, kind of like whatever it's saying. Like, emphasis on the violence. It's kind of fucking silly. Um, they just didn't... I don't know. I mean, there's lots of silly movies coming out now, and they still make money. I and I agree with you. Like, and I mm-hmm. sometimes I would like silly. Sometimes it's refreshing Some, to watch a silly movie. It is. It is. And this is I. Yeah. I know. I agree. <laughs> I I agree with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, it's like yeah. Every- it, it feels silly to me in the fact that Wolf Cop feels silly, but Wolf Cop Cop knows what it is. Predator Two tries to know be really serious. Like yeah. it mm-hmm. winks at you a couple times. But for the most part, it's it is trying to be serious, and I understand that. Like, I get mm-hmm. what you're saying, but I still love it. Like, I unapologetically love it more than the first. That's I that's s- the only thing I'd say, I I actually have necessarily to complain about it is that it's not self aware enough. I don't know. It's one of those things where like I'm still enjoying it as like a story, and like I'm interested in the predators, but I'm still having fun because like it is so ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I still buy into it. But it's so like silly that I'm still I'm able to have fun with yeah. it. Like it's a good like balance where like the mythology and the creatures and all this are interesting to me, like genuinely interesting. But the movie itself is like it's having it is fun. Whether mm-hmm. it, it might not be having fun, but it's fun for me to en- watch and enjoy. I mean, and it got everybody talking about when the, when is the Alien versus Predator movie coming? In? You know what I mean? That was in, in the comics had come out about a year earlier, and uh, Stan Winston and his crew did those and they did this and that's why they threw the skull in there like oh here's like those comics are really hot right now let's put this in here it's really cool um stan winston and them came up with the idea for a lot of the different technology that's presented and would later fall into the mythology of the predators like his little healing thing like Mm -hmm. like med pack he's got um the disc Yeah, yeah i mean all that like they just dream that up and put it in the movie they and the different kinds of visions, that was something else. Like, hmm. very like very late in the game. That's cool. Yeah. Last minute additions that were introduced here that we later to go on. Well, the med pack was in the first one. Yeah, he had like the surgical tools. Did he have like, the surgical tools? Yeah, because he's after he gets shot by. Oh yeah, when he's uh, setting up there, like on like with Billy's skull and yeah, shit. Too. And he's like sewing himself up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or he has a little. But he didn't have like the gel that he like concocted yeah. and yeah. was able to grow back a limb or whatever whatever yeah, that was such a bizarre scene because so, it was so drawn out and we're like <laughs> we're watching a predator <laughs> kill himself yeah and I then know. this lady is on the other side of the door and, i thought it was funny in fact and danny glover is like slowly climbing across this pole and I'm like what like, are maybe we I'll doing lucky pull. Like, <laughs> yeah. i say that all the time like when i'm having a really bad day um but it, so it's just interesting that Predator Two is such a failure, but like the the ideas here were were so strong and so interesting that they would help shape what the character would go on to become. Hmm. Uh, a lot of these ideas are presented in Alien versus Predator. 
Interesting. So are you excited about The Predator, the new one that's coming out? I am excited about it. Um, I potential? have my own ideas as to what it's going to be. I know that there are two very different versions of this film. We're mm. going to get version B, not version A. Um, mm. Version that sounds scary. So version A featured about five Predators. Version B features two. Do they not realize that the title has the in it? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, There are, this is no spoilers because it doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. But in The Predator, there was um, predators and humans teaming up. Predators wearing camo shorts. Working with the military to take on some badass thing. (laughs) Uh, like I saw the I saw the set photos and I was like no like no <laughs> like I like bad shit but no like this looks wrong and apparently all that's gone. That's okay, I just the cast looks like it'll be a really fun movie because you got all these so. comedians and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen even the cast. I think I heard Trent mention some of the people, but the only Shane Black movies I've seen I've loved so. I trust him. Don't know if I'm uh, trusting the studio, but we'll see. What studio is it? Fox. Uh, uh. Um, so once, y- once bitten. As a Predator Actually, super a fan, bitten, a lot more bitten. Yeah. As a Predator super fan, like, are you like looking forward to seeing like where the mythology goes or anything like that? Yeah, I feel like the mythology is a lot, honestly, set. Um. Oh uh, yeah. You don't think there's a lot more to explore? Not really. I feel like they're gonna kind of tread over an idea that's presented in the Predators. Um, they introduce some really cool shit in the Predators. I don't feel like they're going to advance the mythology so much more here. I just really hope they figure out those suits, like figure out how to make them weather resistant. Because he steps in a puddle and and it, his suit starts. <laughs> oh, like, his ele- technology shit. Electro- electric issues. <laughs> I'm pretty Which, sure. Speaking of electric issues, he can take like thousands of volts <laughs> of electricity into his body. Yeah. Apparently, is that how it gets energy? I I don't I don't know that. Like that's that. I will just tell you they did that because it, why it looks fucking cool. <laughs> we can do and this it effect. Was, it was on a comic down. book cover. Like that was one of the comic book covers. It's <laughs> funny. They introduced some interesting ideas in Predators, and uh, I just don't feel like the Predator is gonna carry it forward. I feel like ever. I feel like the first one was like there's a mystery here. Predator two expands it. Predators. Alien versus Predator expands it further. Predators even takes it further. But this new one just seems like it's going to kind of be a... Reboot, maybe? I mean, a soft reboot. It's it's connected. It's connected. And it's connected in a really interesting way that I'm not going to spoil, but it is a definite sequel to Predator 2. Really? Yes. Wow. Um, it's interesting. But it just seems like it's going to be kind of a, a rehash of things we know. I'm interested. I just hope it doesn't go the route of like a modern day like horror because I do not want a bunch of jump scares or some crap like that. No. I want it to be like a fun action movie with some like. That's know. what it seems like. Yeah. Like, and I, the, the trailers do seem to be marketing it that way. But I just, I hate those modern horror things. It's just, uh, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. I don't like it whenever a movie is have turn up the audio so high that I'm don't just like, ever go watch channel zero because every other moment <laughs> is just like but fucking heart <laughs> right like that nun trailer that keeps playing i don't know if you've seen that yet yeah I'm it like, didn't I, scare me at all it's just like it's not, and like what was so bad about that no i mean it's not that it scares me it's just i hate 
the jump scare. It's like time for the jump scare. You go wait ready for it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I know it's gonna happen, but it's just the audio, like it's gonna make you jump because that's Shing. it's just the way it works. And I'm just like, oh, that's like got to be the most. I'm oh, sorry to get off topic. So that's got to be like the most like continuous ser- horror series right now, right? What? I think it's probably the most continuous. Maybe the most continuous. Oh, is it based off like what the Conjuring? Conjuring. I mean, it's 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 built a universe. It's the only one that's fucking succeeding. There's like seven of them now, or something like that. This will be five. Oh, I guess that was awesome. Do you like those movies? (laughs) Um, I do. I do. I haven't seen the newest Annabelle film. Hmm. Interesting. So you actually converted the nun? Um, maybe. I thought like the setting looks cool, like then of the nun. Like yeah, a church and all that. I I will go see it. Like I'm I'm down to see that. <laughs> but I just hate jump scares. What other notes you got there? Um, I, I yeah, it was it was it was fine. Um, I was glad Alan Silvestri was back. Always yeah. love him. He oh man, like he scores that fucking that meat locker scene so well. Yeah, like, sounds great. You have that. You have that bass, like, kind of evolving texture in the background. And then if you listen, like, there's the faintest, like, kind of thing going on in the background. It just sounds so fucking cool. Yeah, I also pointed out to Trent, they also, he, uh, there is, like, a bunch of people doing this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At one point in the movie, and I'm like, oh. And for the listeners, that was uh, Everett grabbing his McDonald's cup. But that's what, it's kind of, that's what I'm down. talking about. It's like, there was that kind of sound way back there, and I like that. Like, it's kind of like a it's you may not notice it at first because a lot of people don't but your subconscious will and it just it just pushes that tension a little bit mm. what did you guys think about the whole ship design and other predators that are just hanging out i wasn't expecting it but it was pretty cool yeah ever you did say what a twist Oh, that was about all the predators. Yeah, yeah. I did not see that coming. I literally did not see that. I was like, okay, killed him. Now what? <laughs> what do we do? Yeah. And then all these, he gets the red dots, and I'm like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and then there's like a bunch of these guys. Yeah, I mean that was a big twist, and I kept trying to point out which one was the original predator design mask. It looked mm-hmm. a lot different. It wasn't smooth. It had a bunch of texture and yeah, uh, yeah, things to it. I thought it was a. Uh, pretty cheesy though the way they like walk out of the room one at a time and disappear <laughs> into the other room like why do you need your camouflage going into that room because their ship is open and if some random person walks in like they can kill them i thought it was yeah. cool that they're like he succeeded in defeating one of our kind leave in peace yeah here's a gun <laughs> i mean they're they're honorable it was a trophy you know because yeah. they kill us they keep our skull mm-hmm. get... i thought it was cool i was like wow these guys are pretty cool but whatever happens to the hand does it become like the terminator hand <laughs> by the way speaking of uh <laughs> um mike explains a lot in this movie uh, apparently because people couldn't see like when he <laughs> grabs the gun he reads the date Not, on it yeah, 1715 or whatever um and there is a I mean, the too small thing, like he says that when he's going through the guns. There was another part in there that I was like, thank you for telling me, Mike. I didn't I didn't realize. But it's not as bad as movies today. Like, if it was movies today, whenever the water hit the Predator, it would be like, oh, water makes the camouflage not work. Like, <laughs> we would have gotten that line, but we don't. All right. I'm the water so- 
Yeah, I'm so thankful that we don't we, like we're allowed to think for ourselves yeah. even a little bit. Yeah. Whereas today we don't. Like, I mean, even do any movies come to mind like nowadays where you're like watching like that movie is just horrible at like narrating? Like, I, you know, happens. honestly, I feel like I feel like the Marvel movies are really bad about that, really? but they have to be because they have to ca- they have to cater to the lowest common denominator. Mm. And uh, what was the other one? Justice League was absolutely fucking horrible about I see that. that one. Oh, <laughs> it's funny. Sorry, I cut off your point, though. Yeah, but I was pleased because I went into this like tonight thinking, like, another Predator. Didn't love the first one. Probably this one's going to be even worse, but found myself pleased. Pleased. Quite pleased. I think maybe that's why I enjoyed it so much, the fact that it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. The next one's, like, like Predators isn't going to be what you expect either. Predators is a really cool mystery film. Yeah, because, you know, you said I saw the jungle. I was like, ah, oh, familiar setting. Like, that was me saying, like, ah, oh, jeez. No, yeah, I'm <laughs> like, excited we're the, for Predators, We're actually. in the jungle again. But nope. So, yeah. I give it a passing grade. And if we're talking about favorite scenes, I already kind of gave a hint. Uh, Granny grabbing her broomstick. That's <laughs> my favorite. That whole stretch. And then. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought we'll get lucky charming. and fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just thought that was very interesting. I, I love the meat locker scene. Um, like, I don't know. It's always really cool. And I also love the, I, I love the reveal of the predator. I, I can't pick one. I also love watching Bill Paxton try and take him on in the subway. And he's like, want some candy? And it's just, <laughs> oh, so fucking weird. <laughs> uh, I mean, Bill Paxton is the uns- unsung hero of this film. Like, you know what? He's so, he's, I feel like his character plays well off of the other two. Um, I forget the girl's name. I always forget her fucking name. I always want to call her Anna, but it's not Anna. Oh, yeah, I don't remember um, But the female police officer and then Mike, like, he plays so well off of them because he just grates on both of them. And, like, the audience starts to universally hate him as well. <laughs> but it's it's a little bit of levity in a film that's I yeah I actually like it was one of those things where like I kind of like to hate him whereas like if he's an enjoyable presence in a weird way whereas like he just brings like a a stupid fun to like every scene that he's in and I mean they copy a scene right out of Aliens right where the crew gets murdered and Harrigan gets on the line he's like get your boys out of there and he's like who's on the line clear the line like (laughs) that's ripped right out of Aliens where Ripley's in the APC Mm -hmm. and the and the Corporal Marines are in the Hive Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I love Bill Paxton. <laughs> Rest in peace. All right, ever. What's your favorite scene? <laughs> you gotta pick one. <laughs> Do I have to? You gotta. Pick Surely, one. there's one scene that you watch and you're like, yeah, "That was fun." You can't fun. tell me there was no scenes in this movie you liked. <laughs> Did you like the kid uh, with his weird laugh as he was running through the graveyard? No. <laughs> God. And what was his? He was do. Was he doing an impression of the gun? But it was like, oh, what was he doing? I was like, no, that is not the noise a gun makes, kid. That was very funny. Uh, yeah, he is imitating like, the gun. That's what he's doing. Like, what are you doing? He sounds like fucking Peter from Family Guy laughing. <laughs> no, that's not how guns sound, kid. No. And who taught him to offer strangers candy, especially invisible strangers? Well, normally strangers. it's the other way around. So he's like, "I'll flip the script and I'll be safe because I'll be the stranger with candy." Why does just have candy? Like the kids just carrying around candy? Is hey, in the '90s, we did whatever we took to survive. You're right. You're right. Yeah, he was armed and ready. So yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 
This has been a Second Mob podcast. For more audio content or information on this podcast, please visit secondmob.com. Bada bing, bada boom. Woo!